This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 219. It's really about giving yourself that permission. It sounds so easy, but it's, I know from experience that it's not because there's just so much noise out there and we're all subscribed to all these different newsletters that you know, want to sell us something or they want to tell us that we should be doing this. But really just you know, listen to your intuition, listen to your gut and, and realize what is it that I enjoy and, and then following that. And maybe it's a bit of a transition, you know, maybe that will gentle marketing. I do also think it's kind of a slower marketing, right? It's not a pushy kind of like make a quick buck. But I also know that coaches are in it for the long term. And so if we want to create a sustainable business where we don't burn out, I think that's the only way forward. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Well, hello and welcome to the Star Coach Show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, executive and mentor coach. And as always, we are exploring additional strategies, tools, and resources that you can use to build your business, to build your skills, to connect with organizations, and if you're a leader, to build your leadership skills. The pillar that we're going to focus on this week has to do with business building and that whole concept of being heart-centered, which is what I find coaches to be. We lead with the heart. We, we want to impact the world. Some of you are knock-it-out-of-the-park business builders. That's what you do. That's what you teach. That's what you you know, you've applied that to your own businesses and maybe even help other people do that. And then others of you may not enjoy the business building part of being a business owner. Or some of you might not be a business owner, but actually working within organizations. And even with that, I would encourage you to tune in as I visit with Sarah Santa Croce. She is going to be talking to us about a revolution that she is starting and a really good revolution. She is all about creating heart-centered marketing and her revolution is the gentle marketing revolution. We're going to talk today about several concepts regarding marketing genuinely, authentically, tapping into seven P's of marketing in such a way that it it helps you connect and feel that you are providing that which you're passionate about rather than kind of being pushy or salesy. And I know that I've had several different shows on over the years about marketing. 
I continue to bring you different marketing experts because I believe that all of their perspectives and the directions that they're coming from are unique to them. They're going to speak to you differently. And each one might very well resonate with you in a way that, you know, might resonate with this person differently than this person. Sarah is delightful. She comes to us from Switzerland and is going to provide a resource that I think will be really helpful to you. So as Sarah and I walked through these seven P's, I encourage you to be thinking about how you would want to apply each of these to your business or to the way that you engage with things that you're passionate about, because you might not have your own business, yet you are engaging with clients or engaging with people around the things that you're passionate about. So let's go to my interview with Sarah, and I'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Star Coach Show. Thanks for taking time to be with us today. Oh, it's so lovely to spend time with you. Thank you so much for having me, Meg. Absolutely. Uh, Sarah is joining us all the way from Switzerland. It seems like I should have flown there and done an interview with you, but you know, COVID keeps us stuck where we are. So I could do with some Texas warmth as well. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we always want what we don't have. Exactly, exactly. I am really looking forward to the topic that we have today because it's one of those things, as we discussed in our pre-interview, and, and my audience hears me say this again and again, yes, we love to coach and sometimes building the business and getting the word out there of what we do can be a little less exciting than the actual coaching part. So mm -hmm. Sarah came today to talk to us about heart-centered marketing and you have a revolution. What's the name of your revolution? Yeah, the revolution is the gentle marketing revolution. So like you, I work with a lot of coaches over the years. And what I kept hearing over and over again is this phrase, I hate marketing. I hate marketing myself. And so I realized, okay, there's got to be something there. Why do so many people hate marketing? Why does marketing have such a bad reputation? And so that's where I kind of dug a little bit deeper. And that's how this idea of gentle marketing came about. So good. So we're going to be spending our time diving into that. I'd like to start though, Sarah, you said you work with lots of coaches. What led you into the work that you do? Yeah. So I specialized LinkedIn consultant. I help people with their LinkedIn profile and their presence on LinkedIn. So that's what I've been doing for over 12 years. And so working mainly with entrepreneurs and a lot of them are coaches. I think they're just naturally attracted to me because I, I kind of always have uh, loved this heart-centered approach to business, right? I'm not the person who is going to get you to spam a thousand people per day on LinkedIn or any such kind of kind of pushy techniques. I think the and whole so, world can thank you for that, Sarah. <laughs> Nothing like getting a bunch of spam through LinkedIn. It's really even more irritating than getting it into my box, I think. I don't know. It just irritates me. Yeah, it's irritating because in a way we 
we trust LinkedIn a bit more because it's a professional network, right? And so mm-hmm. we're like, oh, this person wants to connect with me. And then you connect. And then the second after you got their pitch and you're like just disappointed in humanity in a way. Right. You're right. Like, where if it's just an anonymous email, you don't know the person, you just delete it right. and you move right. on with your day. Anyways, yeah, I could talk hours and hours about, you know, the, the, the colleagues or competitors, if you want, that kind of come up with their programs on how to, you know, spam people on mm-hmm. LinkedIn, unfortunately. So, so, yeah, that's what I've been doing for the, the last 12 years. And kind of as an interesting side story, because, yes, like you said, I'm, I'm in Switzerland, I'm Swiss, and... Um, did spend about four years in California, though. That was uh, kind of part of the the business journey as well, because when my kids were, the, uh, the second one was just three months old and the, the older one was three years old, my husband said, oh, I got a job transfer. Uh, let's move to California. I was wow. like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I had to leave my day job that was here at a business school uh, also in, in marketing and, and move house and kids and everything over there to California. And that was in the middle of the kind of the social media buzz and everything that was happening uh, back then in 2006. So yeah, being over there and, and just kind of being surrounded by social media that probably helped to lead me to my business journey. Yeah, That's neat. I just love everybody's stories at how each of us find our path into whatever it is that we do through, I think, the most interesting ways. And particularly what I find is people who are in the coaching journey or working with coaches, we just tend to kind of have a twisty road that's gotten us to where we are. And yet, so meaningful. So thanks for sharing that. Go ahead. It's funny, because when you are in the journey, you're like, I'm not really sure what I'm doing. Where is this going? And and then you look back and you can actually connect the dots and it all makes perfect sense, right? So that's what's usually fascinating about people's stories. It's like, oh, it all makes sense. It all makes sense now. But yeah, like you said, when we're walking through it, it's like, why am I in the place I am right now? Or this this was not what I had uh, planned. You know, I you were so gracious about moving to California with your husband. When my husband said we're moving from Michigan to Texas, which was not the move from Switzerland to California. You know, I mean, in comparison, it was like a little hiccup. I was like, we are not moving to Texas. <laughs> and yet here you are. <laughs> and yet I am. And, and not only that, but now I've lived in Texas longer than I lived in Michigan. It's funny how, how things just work the way that they do. Yeah. So, I am thrilled to jump into your gentle marketing revolution and you have seven P's of marketing that go with that. But before we even get into the seven P's, tell me a little bit about the process that you went through in just coming up with this gentle marketing solution. Yeah. So as I said before, the, I, the what I kept hearing over and over again is that people just hated marketing. And even myself, I got to this point where I was just burnt out building my business the way I thought I had to build it. Meaning 
you know, obviously, even though I am a marketer, I followed all the, these other gurus' advice. You know, this is how you do it. This is how you run a webinar. This is how you do Facebook ads. And you should be doing all, all these YouTube videos. And so 12 years of basically doing, 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 always more doing. And eventually I was like, I just can't do it anymore. I, I want to find another way to build my business that doesn't feel pushy, that doesn't feel almost manipulative because let's be honest, Meg, those are the strategies that we see and hear are those kind of pushy and, you know, hypey and sometimes even slimy techniques that we're like, really do I, is that what it means to build a business? And then we try to somehow adapt them, but we are still thinking, well, it must've worked for them. So that's probably what I have to do. And so I I really want a coach, but I need clients to be able to do that. So if this is this marketing person says I have to do, but it It, doesn't align with our heart. It doesn't align with, and so many coaches are empathetic and kind and, and generous. And so trying to figure out how do, how do this is, does not connect, huh? Exactly. That's exactly how, how I felt. And I said, well, no more. I'm done with that. I don't want to do that anymore. And then also realizing, well, LinkedIn is not the thing that I want to do for the rest of my life. I really think I have a bigger message that I want to share with these heart-centered entrepreneurs. And you know, we're talking heart-centered entrepreneurs and coaches, but even bigger, I think we're really shifting into a new paradigm for business. So I feel my calling is to start, you know, this revolution with the people because that's where I feel closest to. But even bigger companies, I think we are switching to a different paradigm of marketing and doing business that is more attuned with, you know, the human connection. And, And people are just tired of, you know, scarcity. They're tired of being pushed into something. They're tired of not knowing the truth. And and so, you know, for all of us, I think it's just like enough. We want to just build our business with kindness and integrity. And so that's, that's what gentle marketing is about. So I just, uh, this just hit me while you were saying that, and I, I hope it's okay with you that I share it, but Sarah used this to get in front of me for this show. She Mm -hmm. sent a lovely video that was not pushy. It was not slimy. She just introduced herself. She talked a little bit about what she did and said, you know, if you'd like to have a discussion about me being on the show, I would love that. And it was, it was beautiful. You know, I was like, certainly let's have a discussion about whether you're a fit for the show. And she obviously is. But that was this because I get lots of people who reach out to me for the show. And Mm -hmm. Sarah's approach was certainly more magnetizing than some of the other approaches that I get. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad you're saying that that that's, I'm doing the same thing right now with with my book launch. So I'm I've written a book called The Gentle Marketing Revolution. And so I was sitting with this uh, idea of how does a gentle marketer market a book, right? Without being hypey and pushy and rah, rah, here's my book and, and all of that. And so what I decided to do is, is create a Kickstarter campaign. So that's where it's a fundraising campaign, really. And, and I thought that was just so 
you know, playful and, and, and a fun event to do rather than create, you know, seven videos about my book and like it all being about me and my book. I was like, this is about a community. And so I think we can all do that with whatever it is that we want to share as a message and really go inwards and think what would feel good to me? You know, what I'm being told to market a book is this. That's what the gurus say. You have to do these videos and, you know, spam everybody with your, your book launch. But that doesn't feel good to me. So what feels good for me? What would I enjoy? And I think that's, that's really what I'm, I'm asking everyone to, you know, really, yeah, think about their assumptions when it comes to marketing. Like you assume that that is how it's done, but maybe you can give yourself permission and do it in a different way. I love that. So as we dive into this kind of superpower of marketing the way that works for us, because that would give us the fuel that would, that would shoot us forward. I would think you've got seven pieces of your revolution and we're going to walk through those and because I'm sure everybody's now like, well, what is the gentle marketing revolution? So right. what, where do we start? What is the first piece of your revolution? Yeah. What I want to say first is the seven P's of marketing. I didn't invent those. So those have been existing for many, many years. That's a concept in marketing. What I did is I looked at those seven P's and I kind of revamped them, kicked out some things that I th thought, that's not gentle. I don't want to talk about those and brought in some different things. And then also I kind of reorganized them in the shape of a mandala. Coming to marketing from this idea of a mandala is a creative process and it really is organized around a center and the center is us. So we are in the center and so I'm saying if we market with these seven P's of gentle marketing, then we're really marketing from within, from within ourselves. So the first P is the, the P that stands for passion. I could have also picked purpose. I decided to go with passion. And I think for coaches, that is so, so, so important to always remind themselves, well, why am I doing this? You know, why am I, do I even want to market my business? And that's the, the passion. That's the story behind why you started your business. It's this whole idea of Simon Sinek, start with the why. Because once we really are clear about that, then everything else gets much easier because you now have a clear mission um, about, you know, what you want to market. So I think going into that uh, purpose or passion is, is super key for, for every heart-centered entrepreneur or, or coach. Also, when I, what I want to say about, you know, the mandala is, is really this dance between being and doing. So what I kicked out from the seven Ps are kind of more, the more uh, left brain things like process and posting and things like that. Um, and I brought in the being because what I really realized is that so many people, uh, previous clients were overwhelmed by marketing because they thought it's all about doing like all these things that you need to do in order to get visibility in order to get clients. But if we're not clear about the being who we are, and what we want, we're always told the client is king. But in fact, the client doesn't want to be king anymore. 
they just want to belong to something. And so we need to first be sure who we are and what they want to belong to, right? So the second P is personal power. So again, the being. The being, definitely, yeah. It's about us. Like, what do we want rather than only saying, you know, like gearing everything towards our clients. It's like, well, let me analyze first who I am. So there I go into quite different personality assessments, figuring out, you know, who we really are, what our story is, what our values are, so that we can bring more of us into your, our marketing. And so that's that so important for that differentiator. And, and yes, exactly. so it feels yeah. genuine, authentic, and is our own special sauce. So the, because exactly. our own yeah. special sauce is what helps us stand out from the crowd. Yeah, exactly. And people that... It takes some confidence, right, to actually speak about uh, those things because some of some of it may include our worldview and and what we think about certain things. But that's where we connect as human beings. Mm-hmm. It's the stories that really make us connect with the other person. Because let's face it, there's a million other LinkedIn consultants, right? And so if we don't have the story, if we don't have the values then I'm going to just pick the cheapest one. Right. And, and not necessarily be connected with that person. The exactly. other thing that you said about the personal power piece that I really want the audience to hear is that because we're so close to ourselves, because we like live with ourselves every single day, it can sometimes be hard to figure out, well, what is it that makes me unique or different? So I love the yeah, fact that you're talking right. about assessments or, you know, finding out from one another, what is it that, that makes me, you know, what is it about me that when you're engaged with me kind of stands out to you, those kinds of things. We don't always, we can't necessarily just look in the mirror and figure that out. We might need some additional help from assessments or the people around us. And I just think that in order to get really clear, sometimes we need to give ourselves permission to use other other means to do that and and this is where i say that you know gentle marketing is kind of a blend between personal development and very pragmatic marketing strategies that work because you need to really go deep into who you are and sometimes we because we're so busy doing we haven't really taken the time to go deep and i i speak from experience like for me, so many things came out when I was doing this work. All of a sudden, I could really take off that mask and say, this is who I really am. And people can really feel that if you are just showing up with this mask and trying to have it all together and be perfect and, and all of that. Or if you're genuine and you know you show up with your faults and mistakes and whatever, but they connect to the humanness in, in us, right? So I think that the personal power is super important there. Super important. So number one was passion. Number two is personal power. Number three is? Number three is people. And that for this P here, I really focused in now on the clients. So before, in most other marketing programs, we always start with the client. It's like, you know, define your avatar, find your, you know, perfect client and And I'm not saying that's not important. It is. But what I've noticed over the 12 years of doing LinkedIn business is is that 
if I only focus on the client and it, I don't know who I really want to work with, then you find yourself burning out after a few years because you're work, working with the wrong clients. And you can also not talk to them in a genuine way if you don't know who they are. So you really or if you don't know who you are that. first. Yeah. 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 So it's this match that now that you know what you want, you're ready to define who is your ideal client and, and what do they want? What, mm-hmm. what are their problems that you can help them solve? I think another thing that drives me crazy in the hype marketing is that we are so much focused on the problem. You know, the client find their problem and then really hone in on that problem and talk about that problem all the time. I only agree to a certain, I only agree to a certain degree. We need to, yes, say that we understand they have a problem because otherwise they don't know that we can help them. Mm-hmm. But we don't need to make them feel, we don't need to make them feel bad about their problem. So it, it's not like shaming. A lot of marketing, unfortunately, is based on shaming. If you look in the wellness industry, it's a lot of shaming going on so that people feel so bad that you, they end up buying your product just because they feel so bad. But that's not the clients we want as heart-centered right. coaches, right? So really taking the focus off the, the, the problem and, and kind of switching it to a positive marketing rather than the negative approach. So we do want to acknowledge that our clients have a pain point, that they're struggling with something, because otherwise, why would they engage in the service per se? But we don't need to beat it. And we want to kind of shift to what could the difference look like? What could we, what could we create together? Yeah, it's the outcome that's more important, not so much the problem. They just need to recognize that you mm-hmm. treat this problem, but then mm-hmm. there, you want to focus more on what's next. Good. Yeah. Speaking of what's next, after passion, personal power, people, we are moving into? We're moving into product. So again, that's one of the, the original seven Ps for my clients and, and your clients is more services. So that goes into the same group here, products or, or services. And here we really kind of reconsider our products or services and align them with what we've learned previously. So do these products or services feel, feel good to us? Do they feel good to our clients? Do they kind of align with our values? Do we need to adjust certain things? How do we talk about these products or services? So mm-hmm. it, everything is in there under, under that Also, I talk about the triple bottom line. So really thinking also about, you know, a win for our clients. So we want to provide value with our services and we can even extend it and say a win for our planet. So how does what we do make the world a better place? Mm -hmm. So those are the reflections in there. So good. Okay. And then if we have a product, we have to think about yeah, the pricing. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one for a lot of people. And, it is. And I got to say, not an easy one, Sarah. Mm-hmm. That is a question I get again and again and again. How do I price my service? How do I price my service? And I will say that it's a it's a tricky kind of thing in in the coaching industry because there's such a range, right? I mean, yeah. there's people that charge, you know. a month and there's people that charge $20,000 a month. So, 
or that's just, you know, an example, but it's just such a range. So what do you tell people about pricing? Yeah, I think it's the same um, kind of general advice is, is like what feels good to you, what creates win-win-win relationships. And what I'm really kind of going against here is, is the people who are throwing things out there and just see how much they can get away with without mm-hmm. actually providing the value. So mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with having a 20K you know, mastermind mm-hmm. if you're providing the value for those right. 20K because certain people are happy to pay that m- amount of money, but there needs to be value behind it, mm-hmm. right? And so it's, it's a conversation uh, around value versus your values versus then also the different kind of people maybe that are that represent your ideal clients because you can have one client who easily pays 20k but you also have another client who also you know fits your ideal client description but they don't have that kind of money available Mm -hmm. so i think it's really actually a good idea to have different prices available for different budgets so that to me is fair pricing is that you acknowledge not everybody has the same kind of money available. So maybe you have one, you know, done for you product that or service that's like you do it for, for them and it's really expensive. And then you have a lower price available as well. So kind of playing with this idea of fair pricing, what feels gentle, Right. And then we mm-hmm. talk about all kinds of other things that uh, go into the kind of the fake pricing stuff that we see on the internet. You know, that when you have the three tiers on a web page and you just know that they, they try to sell the, the second tier because that's where they just stuff a bunch of eBooks in there and they, <laughs> they jump up the price. So just considering this idea of fairness, what is fair and what, what is fair? Yeah, I'm really hearing a lot from you about being ethical and, yes. and having those different products. You know, maybe somebody can't afford to get a lot of one-on-one with you, but you could still create a lower price product that gives them value at the level that they're able to afford. Exactly. Now yes. there are some people who are listening who are maybe only going to be high ticket clients. They, I mean, coaches, they only want to work with a, a select small number of people who can afford that price range. But in general, if you were trying to create a, a variety of services, think about what you can provide at different price points from that heart centered, genuine, authentic, ethical place. Yeah, exactly. And if you do, you know, only want to work with a high ticket clients, are you providing that value? I think kind of starting in that, what's your personal power also in how, how are you training and growing and growing your muscles so that you are connecting with your clients from a place that you can be proud of what you offer? Of course. Yeah. Like, are you investing that same money in yourself, Mm -hmm. in your training? Right. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So we're going to talk hours about that. That that could be a show in and of itself. That's (laughs) right. So we've got passion, personal power, people, product, pricing. So we're down. Mm -hmm. We've got five of the seven. So what is the sixth? Yeah, and the sixth is promotion. So that's when we get into the, the general 
like sometimes marketing is only kind of resumed into promotion. Oh, I got to promote now my, you know, my offerings where actually it's much more as we just realized. But promotion to me is really about helping coaches and entrepreneurs deal with overwhelm because what we're told in the general marketing programs is you got to be everywhere. You got to do this and you got to do this and you should do this. No, promotion to me means working with your marketing superpower that you have now defined knowing who you are and who your clients are. And then really just focusing in on the one, two, maybe three platforms that feel good to you. And then bringing more of those stories and, and more of that content that, that we have to find into those platforms. So really being very clear and focused and, and, and not always thinking, oh, I have to be everywhere and then not end up doing anything, right? Right, right. So it's a lot about that. Mm-hmm. Good. And then we've got our seventh P, which is? Yeah, that's partnership, the last one. So partnership is, I think, so key uh, going forward in terms of marketing, especially coaches. A lot of times they spend, you know, a lot of time with other coaches during their training and and their courses. And then once they're done with that, they're just by themselves and now trying to build this business where I think so many coaches could really benefit from collaborating, from marketing together, from saying, hey, I have this list, you know, I I could promote you or we could do a summit together or, you know, working together to grow our businesses and, and really also going away from this idea of scarcity, there's not enough and she's going to steal my clients and all that, but saying, hey, we're all heart-centered entrepreneurs, coaches, let's collaborate, let's work together and, and create something together. Yeah, so much energy can come and synergy from kind of being together and, and helping each other through those spots of confusion. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the it brings so much joy as well to, to business to be able to work with others that have, you know, their values are obviously aligned. Otherwise, you wouldn't reach out to them. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, Sarah, you did such a lovely job laying out what your gentle marketing revolution looks like, the, the seven P's that we should be thinking about. We're going to let people know about your book so that if they want more information, I'm sure your book provides that as well as information to connect with you. But what else, before we wrap up our time together, do you want to be sure we touch on to sort of put it in a bow? Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's really about giving yourself that permission it sounds so easy, but it's, I know from experience that it's not because there's just so much noise out there and we're all subscribed to all these different newsletters that you know, want to sell us something or they want to tell us that we should be doing this. But really just you know, listen to your intuition, listen to your gut and, and realize what is it that I enjoy and, and then following that and maybe it's a bit of a transition, you know, maybe that will gentle marketing. I do also think it's kind of a slower marketing, right? It's not a pushy kind of like make a quick buck. But I also know that coaches are in it for the long term. And so if we want to create a sustainable business where we don't burn out, I think that's the only way forward. 
So good. Thank you for sharing with us. Is there any particular, in addition to the links that we're going to have in the show notes, anything that you want people to know about how to connect with you? Yeah, just because we talked so much about the mandala, people can download the visual of the mandala. I have a, a one-page marketing plan in the form of a mandala, and that's at sarasinacroce.com forward slash one page, the number one page. Awesome. So, awesome. Go. Well, thank you, Sarah, for spending time with me today. It was awesome. Thanks, Meg. So there you have a perspective to think about, to determine how you want to apply to your marketing, to connecting with prospective clients. I want to thank Sarah for joining the show, for sharing her perspective. And if you'd like to get more information about Sarah, go to starcoachshow.com forward slash 219. That will give you the summary of the show and the links to connect with Sarah and get that resource that she was sharing. I invite you back next week when I'll be talking with Michael Mills about systemizing our business. If you're familiar with the E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, which is a very popular book for entrepreneurs, Michael Mills, my guest next week, was an Emeth coach for years. He shares systemization, some of the concepts that are in the Emeth book, as well as some of the things that he's doing now. Super good. Certainly invite you back for that. And, and invite you also to subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. Every Wednesday morning, I meet whoever would like to come on the Star Coach Facebook page for a discussion about the show of the week and how my perspective about some piece of it towards coaching. I also am available to answer your questions. So please, if you're available and would like to join us every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern on the Star Coach Facebook page. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success, for your health and well-being, and I'd look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye.